You're listening to the Ramadan edition of the You Mentor Talk Show, where we invite a panel expert each week to hear about their incredible journey and career paths. The only difference is this month of Ramadan, we will be interviewing people about their spiritual career paths. Today, we're chatting with Muhammad El Zain. He's a reciter of the Holy Quran. Hamad is blessed to use his beautiful voice to recite the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mosques all over the world, and he's taught, taught thousands of students. This week's sponsor is Anjuman Wazifa. I'm Fatima Al-Sayed, your talk show host, as usual, and you can always tune in to the talk show every Saturday at 3 p.m. Be sure to tune in every weekend this Ramadan. Hamad, how are you today? Assalamu alaikum. Alhamdulillah, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Ramadan Mubarak to you and all Muslim Ummah all over the world. You as well, Ramadan Mubarak. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you as our Quran reciter in this holy month. Thank, Thank you for so having me for as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, so you started at seven years old. What inspired this journey? A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Sallallahu ala sayyidina wa nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi tayyibina al-tahirin. Well, uh, me actually growing up in a family that, you know, my grandfather is a very well-known uh, Quran reciter, mm-hmm. and my father is a Qari as well. And I grew up, you know, in a family that, you know, they spend uh, all their life uh, reciting the Holy Quran and teaching the Holy Quran as well. Mm-hmm. So me, you know, growing up in this household, you know, it's it was really inspiring uh, to me listening to my father and grandfather reciting the Holy Quran. And uh, their goal in life is to teach their uh, uh, sons, their grandsons as well, and the granddaughters the Holy Quran. That's one of the, you know, most uh, achievable uh, thing they have uh, done in our family, that they taught mm-hmm. us all the Holy Quran, how to recite it, and make sure that we uh, have, uh, you know, teach it as well. What was the value of it to you at that age? Well, it was very valuable. You know, in, um, you know, in our daily life, sometimes we miss something. Uh, we, lo- we lose something, you know. We, uh, it doesn't have to be valuable or not valuable. But the thing is that anything that happens in life, if someone is, uh, for example, are sick or they have uh, not feeling well, we recite mm-hmm. Surah Al-Fatiha for them, for their, you know, for their shifa. Mm-hmm. So something this very is simple. You know, yes, this is basically, you know, it's something that, you know, you will uh, basically feel that there's value for, for reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, for, you know, having the Shifa for someone, mm-hmm. or if you, lo- lo- uh, you know, lost, uh, you, know, a, uh, you know, someone in your family or someone mm-hmm. lost their, uh, you know, loved ones, we recite Surah Al-Fatiha. So this, you will feel that there's something important about the Quran, why you, say, why you seek the, the, the Quran or the Surah Al-Fatiha or any other Surah for mm-hmm. anything that happens in life. So this is how you feel the, the value of the Holy Quran. Yeah, for like guidance as a kid. Of, of course, the, the guidance, yes, mm-hmm. of course. And the, plus the, the, you feel the, the peaceful when you recite the Quran, when you are doing halaqa and dhikr, mm-hmm. you feel that you, know, you are peaceful, you are mutma'in. Yeah, you feel that peace in your heart. Right. Um, you went into competitions, as you can see in your bio, uh, at 10 years old and you won uh, what was that like being well, did you have time to play 
<laughs> well, of course, you know, me going up as a child, you know, I was like any other, uh, you know, mm-hmm. child. And I used to, you know, um, you know, uh, play football, soccer. I enjoyed life, you know. And but yeah. you know, there's some time, my parents had to, you know, uh, you know, just make a stop and tell me you have one hour for, you know, learning the Holy Quran. Mm. You have to memorize, for example, Surah Tariq. And when you memorize it, you will have a gift. So there was always, you know, somehow encouragement, you know, towards the Quran. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not feel the value of the Quran unless, you know, you grow up with it. You know, when you grow up with it, you know, and you see the blessings of the Holy Quran, you start, you know, getting attached to this holy book. Mm-hmm. And that's so, uh, that's such a, a great piece of advice to have, you know, just an hour every day. Yes. And it can go a long way in your life, just an hour every day listening to well, it's not only an hour. It's actually, you know, my father had had a program, you know, at his house. He used to invite people for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for a Quran session uh, almost every day, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my brothers, you know, used to have a, a, a session by a private session by our my father, actually. You know, he used to put, play a cassette, you know, there was no CDs back then or MP3 yeah. players or Quran Explorer on the internet. Now we have a lot of access, you know, we have technology, yeah. we have computers, we have iPads, we have a lot of stuff that we can access to the Holy Quran. Back then we didn't have this, you know, technology. So we used to have a cassette, you know, and he used to play it and we all sit down and listen to the Quran and then we read the Quran. If someone, so for example, you know, does a mistake, he will tell you that, you know, you have to correct this word, you have to correct this, do this rule, this, and mm-hmm. so that's how basically it happened. And then, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you a, every, each one have his own hobby, his own skills in life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are good in, for example, playing football or soccer or basketball. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have gifted, gifted me and even my, my other brothers, alhamdulillah, a, what I say, a beautiful voice, and that we had, you know, the pleasure uh, serving, you know, this voice that mm-hmm. Allah has given us uh, towards the, the Quran Ahlul Bayt. Alhamdulillah. Um, so, how did you go uh, from having this as a hobby as a child to once you grew up turning it into a long term career? Uh, did you ever imagine yourself doing this full time? Well, to be honest, no, I never, I never uh, thought about it, and I never knew that this can happen to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I really have a very, very busy schedule during the day. I, you know, started from the early morning till sometimes till yesterday. I just, you know, stayed till Fajr, you know, reciting wow. at a uh, Suhoor festival here in uh, Dearborn. Mm-hmm. So you never know uh, how life takes you, you know. Sometimes, you know, I get invited to different states, to different, you know, countries. So the Holy Quran is really a blessing in my life. And it really inspired me and inspired a lot of people out there. And alhamdulillah, I have a lot of students right now that, who are studying uh, the Holy Quran. And especially in this holy month, I mm-hmm. give a message to all my Muslim brothers and sisters that, you know, uh, behold on the Quran and try to at least, you know, read a couple pages a day. You don't have to read the whole, just, but at least, you know, just, you know, try to keep on track with the reciting of the Holy Quran and you will see the blessings of the Holy Quran. Just give it a moment in the day. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And as Ahlul Bayt said, you know, if you recite 50 ayahs of the Holy Quran, you won't be from the ghafilin. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you, um, you're someone who grew up in that type of household. For someone, let's say, who wants to uh, learn the Holy Quran more or wants to become a reciter because they do have that uh, spirituality and relationship with the Quran, where do they go? Well, first of all, they have to go to an expert Quran a reciter or a Quran teacher. Mm-hmm. And basically, if there's a Quran expert, he has to be uh, uh, pretty much, you know, uh, knowing the rules of Tajweed. Mm-hmm. You know, I give examples to my students. I tell them, you have a car and you know how to drive it, but you do not know the, the rules of the road. For example, you know, when you stop, when you continue, what's the red light, what's the green light? Mm-hmm. Uh, should I move? Should I stop? So basically the Quran have rules as well. If you want to somehow per- perfect, you know, and Tajweed means betterment, betterment. You perfect your recitation as far as pronunciation. And mm-hmm. then when you apply, apply the rules of Tajweed, you will have a beautiful recitation of the Holy Quran. It's not, it's not the Quran. It's not like any other book you can read, any Ara- Arabic book. Mm-hmm. It's totally different holy book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Holy Quran, وَرَتِّلْ الْقُرْآنَ تَرْتِيلًا So that's a sign right there so that we have to, you know, always try to better ourselves, you know, in reciting the Holy Quran. You moved back to the States after living in Lebanon for a while and learning Quran there. Um, and you were in, an, in sort of an environment where it's rich with that. It's rich with uh, mosques turning on the adhan. It's rich with, you know, religion around you. You moved over to a Western society. How was that transition? And how did you decide, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to continue. Well, that's a nice question. Uh, well, basically, uh, every everybody, you know, that goes usually and travels to uh, West, they have this impact. But mm-hmm. alhamdulillah, we are uh, surrounded in a community that we have a lot of mosques as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we are, as Muslims, we can go and pray and recite the Holy Quran and do our programs, you know, uh, in Ramadan and Ashura and any other programs. That's the Dearborn community. Yes, Dearborn community. Okay. And yeah. uh, I've visited uh, different, uh, you know, uh, states and different, uh, even I, I went to Canada and I mm-hmm. saw this, you know, impact uh, in the Muslim community that they are really towards the, the Holy Quran. Yesterday, we had a festival till 4 a.m. yesterday. Mm-hmm. We had a festival till 4 a.m. and we have people that was, you know, eating uh, for suhoor and preparing for fasting the, the next day. Mm-hmm. And even we had a bonfire at the Islamic uh, center here and uh, everybody, everybody had, you know, the, uh, you know, the honor of participating and asking questions to the scholars about the modesty of hijab and about the fasting of the Holy Quran mm-hmm. and about a lot of Islamic principles. So, you know, that's this opportunity that we uh, really have in uh, our community here that we take advantage of. You were only 17, though, when you decided, you know, I want to teach Quran. That's a big, um, that's a big step towards that career. What kind of, did you have any social pressures that you faced? Well, to be honest, you know, uh, Quran, uh, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, you know, Quran doesn't, uh, didn't face any, any problems or mm-hmm. uh, any social uh, problems at all. Uh, instead, you know, I, I had, you know, uh, different, you know, uh, contacts with uh, different, uh, you know, people and connections with all mm-hmm. different people. You know, I have mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, brothers from Pakistan who are my friends, brothers from India, from Iraq, from, mm -hmm. uh, you know, different countries. Uh, this is, we all gathered for the sake of the Holy Quran. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically, you know, the Quran will, will unite us. The only thing that will unite us is the Holy Quran, Ahlul Bayt. So, you know, as a 17 years old, you know, teaching Quran, it was uh, really uh, an experience to me, a good experience mm -hmm. to me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me the tawfiq and blessing to continue on till, uh, till now. Alhamdulillah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So now you don't, you don't just read Quran. What else do you do in the community? Well, I recite Quran. I do mawalid. Mm -hmm. I uh, recite majalis. You know, mm -hmm. anything serving uh, Quran towards uh, Quran Ahlul Bayt, you know, you find me, you know, Alhamdulillah, participating and mm -hmm. having the honor of, of, of serving, you know, uh, uh, the mu'mineen. And plus, you know, I have my uh, side, you know, job. Yeah, let's get into that a bit. Yeah. Um, along yes. with reciting Quran, you also have an undergraduate degree. Right. Let's talk a bit about that. Well, you know... Um, me reciting Quran and, you know, being inspired by the Quran, I, I said I have to do something, you know, and make the Quran more and more, you know, uh, impact in my life. And mm -hmm. as you know, if you want to be an inspiration for others, you have to, you know, work hard and prove something. So mm -hmm. I tried to, uh, you know, finish my uh, business degree. I was, you know, planning to go for medical school, but, you know, I didn't uh, really... Uh, wasn't lucky. I had to travel, you know, and my my business schedule wouldn't allow me to to continue. So I finished my business degree, and I opened my own business. And Alhamdulillah, you know, through my business, I had you know different uh, connections with even non-Muslims. And by acting the uh, in good manner and by a positive uh, attitude, you know, I had you know a conversation with non-Muslims and. When they end up, you know, asking me, what's, what's my name? I tell them, Muhammad. They say, wow, you are Muslim. I, said, I tell them, yes, alhamdulillah. So they really, you know, get uh, somehow, sometimes, you know, in shock, you know, that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I treat them well. I, you know, I try to change the image that they have, you know, by the media. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so alhamdulillah. And, you know, it's not only me, myself, you know, as a Muslim. It should be all the Muslimin in this country in the West, basically, you know, they have to, to create that impact. Yes, uh, you know, yes, have, uh, you know, just tell the people that it's not the image that you see on the news. We mm -hmm. are different. We, we love people and we uh, treat people nicely. And even in Ramadan, our neighbors, you know, we always, you know, uh, you know, in Ramadan, they come and visit us, you know, and say Ramadan Mubarak. And Christmas, you know, we, we send them gifts. So we mm -hmm. have to make this connection, this relationship with, uh, you know, others to, to build the bridges mm -hmm. with the Christians, Jews, and all the, uh, all the religions out there. Inshallah. We have a question for you, actually, from the audience. They're asking about technology. Has it helped you to expand your reach to many students, local and international? Yes, technology is a big, big impact, you know, in the uh, Quran industry, if you want to say in, or any other industry. And, you know, we can use technology for uh, uh, advantage, you know, for, for we can take it for, you know, as a uh, good thing. And uh, we can use it for the, uh, 
basically uh, go on the website for example we have a quran explorer we have tanzil i use this you know programs websites for you know just uh, providing providing my uh, quran lecture on the screen i have pdf files about tajweed mm-hmm. you know and how would you uh, basically learn the rules of tajweed step by step very professional you know i have a you know team with me sometimes they come and they have you know the it comes and helps in the classes mm-hmm. and they provide you know the uh, professional services so we can uh, you know have the message just uh, go out there and be very organized and professional and basically do you have you know, the, do you have any online classes that people can yes yes on? i i you know because sometimes i attend conferences and i meet the people in different states mm-hmm. what i do that they uh, actually we have a skype we can use skype and sometimes we can use facetime and uh, we go and uh, give a lecture uh, or we give a class about the holy quran mm-hmm. and you know especially you know you have to be somehow face to face because sometimes you know in the quran uh, you cannot just, you know, uh, do it online uh, uh, over the phone. You have to be face-to-face. It would be more better. Mm-hmm. So I can, you know, basically... you can't hear your own mistakes, but someone else can. Right, right. You know, and no, I want to see the, how the, the, the pronunciation of the letter because sometimes yeah. you cannot see it while he is talking over the phone. Yeah. So basically, sometimes, you know, technology is really a uh, something that, you know, we can take as a, you know, a grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to having um, that undergraduate degree, if one of our listeners decides that they want to, you know, go into uh, taking this on as full time, becoming a Quran reciter, what's the importance of also having that degree? Well, degree is a backup. Degree mm-hmm. is a backup. You know, you cannot depend just on you know uh, reciting the Quran or doing majlis on any other. You know, you have to somehow, you know, have something on the side always. It's not a fixed salary. <laughs> yes, because it's not a fixed salary, yeah. first of all. You know, and then, you know, I, I, I think that the money that comes out of the, uh, the Quran and Majalis and, you know, Ahlul Bayt, this is a, a money that is have, have barakah and blessing in it. Mm-hmm. You know, other than that, you have to have something on the side. You know, I know a lot of, you know, engineers and doctors, that they are actually, you know, they they you know practice their uh, their you know their uh, career, but they have something on the side. They cannot depend on one thing. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, you can uh, from you know building up yourself and having businesses, you can somehow uh, help others as well. Not only helping you, you can uh, support you know uh, you know the Quran by you know opening an institute, for example, or you can open an an mosque on any other other. Uh, you know, uh, organization that will help mm-hmm. the community and people. What are the skills that someone needs to have um, in order to pursue this? Well, first of all, they have to have the potential. You know, they have to have the potential and they have to go and ask for it. You cannot just go and knock on the door and tell them, can you please join us for a Quran class and would you please uh, come and, you know, take a Quran class with us? You know, you have to you have to have a background. You have to uh, put this love, you know, in your kids uh, as a parent, you know, and uh, make the Quran Ahl Bayt first priority in life. Because to be honest, they are the they are the uh, guidance in our uh, dunya and akhirah. Mm-hmm. And then everything will come, uh, you know, 
step by step, inshallah ta'ala. Inshallah. Do you have to have a beautiful voice? Well, it's not recommended. It's it's better to have a beautiful voice, you know. Uh, you know, Prophet Muhammad said, لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَلْيَةٌ وَحَلْيَةٌ الْقُرْآنِ الصَّوْتُ الْحَسَنِ You know, everything has a, a, a beauty beauty for it, you know. And what beautifies the Holy Quran is the, the good voice. Mm -hmm. Okay, so basically, uh, you can work on it. It's not hard to, ha you know, you don't have to. It's a hobby at the end of the day. It's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but by practicing, you can reach a level of somehow uh, tertil, we call it. You don't have to be tajweed because there's a difference between tertil and tajweed. Can you tell us the difference a bit? Well, tertil, you go uh, more slowly slowly than uh, the tajweed. Tajweed is with tune somehow. Tertil is when you go, for example, can I give you an example by reading? Go for it, yeah. Okay. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان This is we call it ترتيل تجويد is when you put uh, basically melody or tune in it أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى وبينات من الهدى والفرقان. This is we call it تجويد. ما شاء الله. Okay, so the first, basically the first, you know, uh, recitation is a little bit easier than تجويد. تجويد needs to be have a voice and you need to learn the the melodies of the Quran. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tertil is the first level that we usually take. Mm -hmm. First step. What's the importance of Quran in this holy month? Well, it's very important to recite the Holy Quran. The one of the opportunities we have is that the Prophet said, if you recite one ayah, it's as if you recited the whole the whole Quran. Mm -hmm. So imagine that you recite one ayah. For example, you say Yasin. And you get the reward of reciting the whole Quran. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's other, other actually uh, spiritual, uh, you know, feeling you uh, and blessing you feel in this holy month that, you know, you don't feel in any other month. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, So any depression, any stress, any other you know problems you face in life quran will solve it quran will give you the guidance uh, quran will let you feel more better and more peaceful at peace mm -hmm. so of course yes so when you recite the holy quran you feel that you know if you have sometimes some people if they are uh, you know uh, have you know any stress or any depression they go and take pills mm -hmm. okay but rather you know you have a very strong uh, you know, a healing book, which is the Holy Quran. If you read it, 
you will feel more relaxed and more uh, comfortable and more, more peaceful than taking any other you know, physical uh, medicine. So it is the medicine itself. Allah has told you, told you that, you know, okay, there is a medicine for, for the body, but there is a medicine for the soul as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, and this is the medicine for the soul, this holy book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed for us. That, you know, you know, you know I, I feel sorry saying this, but, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they think that the Quran is only for the dead people. You know, if the Quran is recited, they think, oh, they will tell you, the first thing they will say, oh, who passed away? But, mm -hmm. you know, is the Quran only for the dead people? The dead people will take the, actually the, the reward or, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him mercy, you know, in these uh, difficult times. But is, you know, this ayat when it's recited to a, you know, a, someone who is alive and still in this dunya, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be an inspiration to him, a guidance to him more mm -hmm. than the dead body. So, it helps him towards uh, having course, that peace in the Akhirah, yeah. Of course, it will help him to have peace in Akhirah, and it will help to have peace in dunya as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when Allah said, وَلَا يَخْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا, for example. Okay, so for example, we say, do not backbite. You know, if the, that person is already, you know, uh, you know, passed away in this from this life you know it won't benefit you know it's not gonna benefit benefit him on, on uh, only for 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 having the thawab but it will benefit the one who is alive that you know staying away from backbiting for example yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it says in surah yaseen to give you know a message who is alive as mm -hmm. well so we have to take the advantage of this you know, I have a friend of mine who is a doctor, you know, he's probably uh, 50 or 60 years old almost. And he told me that I don't have much time. You know, I need to learn Quran. I need to know how to read the Quran. You know, I spend all the time of my life in, in, you know, medicine and medical school and, you know, at, at, as a doctor, you know, practice, practicing that, uh, as a doctor, you know, and uh, serving people, this is, which is very, very good, you know, as for, for mm -hmm. the humanity. But, you know, he said, I want to really focus on the Quran because I don't have much time. So I encourage my uh, brothers and sisters who are listening today that you are in, in still in a, a small age. So take the advantage of, you know, uh, being in this life to be more attached to the Holy Quran and Ahlul Bayt because they will solve your problems, you know, they will solve your problems. For someone who um, Arabic isn't their first language, or maybe they're not very strong in Arabic reading, uh, do they have to necessarily recite the Quran? Do they have to learn Arabic in order to uh, get the ajr that you get? Well, of course, you know, the, the Quran was revealed in Arabic. And the meaning, uh, subhanAllah, if you read the, 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 the Quran in Arabic, there is different, different, you know, feeling, you know, in reading in any other language. And, you know, if you don't know how to read it, read Arabic, you can learn. And it's not hard, you know, it's not difficult. It's not easy, it's not hard in the same time. You can mm -hmm. always, you know, access to the internet. You can go online for classes. You can, you know, see any uh, teachers around you in the, in the area. And, you know, uh, step by step, Allah will help. Allah mm -hmm. subhanahu wa ta'ala will help. Can you also just um, sit and listen to the Quran, even if uh, someone of doesn't course. really understand the words? Yes. Is that still yes. beneficial? Course, you, know, you will have the same ajr as, as reading. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you read the Quran in each ayah or each letter, you will have 10 hasanat by reading it in, and the same thing as listening. You will have in each letter uh, 10 hasanat as well. So either li- reading or listening, but it's preferable to read because, you know, looking at the Quran is ibadah. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, sometimes they say, should, can I read, uh, you know, by heart? No, it's preferable <laughs> to read. You know, from the Holy Quran, because the Quran is ibadah, and the looking at the ayat is ibadah, and it's kafara, it's kafara for uh, him and his parents as well. Kafara meaning that they it will erase their, you know, his parents, his parents' sins. Uh, how so long that's, did it? That's, that's the benefit from the Quran. Yeah. A lot of benefits out there, you know. Yeah. Yes. How long does it take to become at the professional level of a Quran reciter? Well, you can just, uh, you know, be, you know, being just a seven years old or 10 years old, mm-hmm. uh, being a professional, and you pr- may get to 60 years old, not, you know, even knowing how to recite Surah Al-Fatiha. It all mm-hmm. depends on the, your intention, your potential, you know, and your tawfiq as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, always, always, you know, practice and, uh, you know, and read and, you know, and by teaching as well, you know, if you reach the level of teaching, it will be more, you know, I, I felt that, you know, it's, it's helpful as well when you teach, yeah. you know, you learn and teach as well. It's very, uh, you know. Uh, You're always renewing what you learned. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. Uh, we've come to the end of our show, unfortunately. It's been lovely speaking to you, Hamad. Well, Can it's you... an honor to speak with you all, and hopefully, you know, I somehow delivered a message. That, What's you your know, final message that you want to give everyone today? Well, my final message is that uh, a surah, there's an ayah in the Holy Quran that it's really, uh, I feel that, you know, I, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, from those people that the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. say, oh my Lord, truly my people took this Quran for foolish or nonsense and they left it behind their back. So I, I say that, you know, I don't want to be among those people when Prophet Muhammad tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, you know, they left this holy book uh, behind in this dunya. Mm-hmm. So I, I really advise my uh, brothers and sisters who are listening that, you know, uh, be more closer to Quran. And the more closer to Quran, you'll be more closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you want to talk to Allah, you know, you pray. If you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to talk to you, you listen to the Quran. And Prophet Muhammad, when they asked him to leave them a will, he said, إِنِّي تَارِكُ فِيكُمْ الثَّقَلَيْنِ كِتَابَ اللَّهُ وَعِطْرَةَ أَهْلَ بَيْتِ مَا أَنْ تَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِمَا لَنْ تَضُلُّ بَعْدِ أَبَدًا So if you hold upon the Quran and Ahl al-Bayt, you won't be misguided. So this is the two value thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Prophet Muhammad has left us in this dunya. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, Muhammad. And if you cannot read 50, uh, 50 ayahs or one juz, you know, just read 10 ayahs, one page, two ayahs a day. Uh, step by step, you will feel more getting in love with this uh, holy book. Inshallah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and may Allah bless you and uh, accept your amal in this holy month and Ramadan Mubarak again to you all. Ramadan Mubarak to you. Thank you so Thank much, you. Muhammad. Thank you, Fatima. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Just a reminder that the emoji care, sorry, the emoji, um, 
is running a fastathon for the Shahr of Ramadan, and Emoji Care is hosting it, where every day, if you fast and recite Quran or attend a mosque, you can make an impact on those in need. So, in light of what we were just talking about, every time you recite Quran, you could be part of the fastathon. All you need to do is just read a minimum of 23 days of Quran, minimum of 23 fasts, and attend a mosque a minimum of 10 times. And you'll be entered in a raffle to receive a $100 scholarship. The winners will be announced at the Emoji Games 2019. Uh, the Emoji Games are coming up soon. The Emoji Games are the largest Xiao soccer tournament in the world, and they're set to take stage in Detroit on August 2 to 4. There is something for pretty much everyone, young or old, boys or girls. You can just register online by visiting the website, www.mojaoutreach.org games. Thank you for listening to our show today on Facebook Live. Make sure to tune in next week on Saturday for another speaker.